Hey there, it's Melinda from Hope When There Was None. I am a survivor of both childhood abuse and later domestic violence. I've been free since 2009 and have been sharing my story and much recently sharing stories from others in order to inspire, empower, and educate. So if you found any value in any of these episodes, please do me a favor and share. Maybe somebody needs a dose of positivity to know that they're not alone. My goal is to break open the darkness and to let there be light. Have a great rest of your day and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Hey there, it's Melinda coming on this Teachable Tuesday to talk about all things related to abuse. And today we're talking about trauma bonding, which I did touch on on Sunday, but I wanted to come back and talk a little bit more about it. Now, this isn't necessarily just like anything. It is not necessarily between you and a romantic partner. This could be a type of relationship that is between a child and a parent or a caregiver. This could be between coworkers. This could be your friend. This could be a caregiver. So there's different types of incidents where you can see this bond. Okay, so you can see it just throughout. Remember that I was talking about the friendships. You could be trauma bonded due to um, your friendship relationship as well. So how exactly does this work? It's again, really hard to and, and tough to process the emotions that come with it and to learn to cope really and truly. So one person is abusing the other. They are doing whatever it is that they do, but then they're going to give you a little positive reinforcement. Like as an example, my ex would buy me things. He would buy me jewelry or something, or even a house, even though I didn't want that house or that car, they would follow up by doing that positive reinforcement, which is like, well, oh, well, I guess I'll stay. And you feel like crap for even thinking about, well, this person's so nice. Look at what they're doing. They're buying me coffee or, you know, they just said that, oh, you look great in that dress or something, whatever it is, it makes it very complicated for you to deal with and very hard and difficult for you to deal with. How many adjectives can I use today? But I'm using a bunch, but I'm hoping you get the idea. So you feel like you need to stay with that person. You're going to continue on with that attachment because you believe, okay, this is love. You've convinced yourself this is love. You might tell yourself and make an excuses that your partner is upset, they'll change, or they're just, maybe it's because they're around a bad influence, they're drinking, um, because they're unemployed right now, whatever it is, you will, you might even think about that person before the abuse happened. Maybe they had health issues and now they're on unemployment unemployment and disabled. So you think, oh, well, it's just because of this. You'll make excuses. And then you get stuck in this, if you want to call it a cycle, but you get stuck in the abuse. You get stuck and you'll have that reinforcement that thinks, well, maybe they do love me. So you'll keep running back to that situation, in that situation, that person or whatever, even though you're being treated wrong. Now, this, again, can be with your parent. This could be a cousin, a friend. I just want to Reiterate, this does not necessarily mean, again, that it's a romantic person. Now, at the beginning of a relationship, that person probably wooed the heck out of you, opened the car doors, or made you food, took you out to restaurants. They were very affectionate, perhaps holding your hand. Maybe, maybe, maybe right out the gate, you saw some some issues there, but you just kind of blew it off. And it's hard to believe, especially in that beginning moment, that this person would actually hurt you. But at some point, 
things kind of naturally go towards the way where they show their true colors. So it's hard to walk away. It's hard to think that um, you can be on your own. That person promises to change. They are, again, they're doing something for you that you believe, okay, I can stay or it won't ever happen again. So you kind of confuse these emotions. You're getting these mixed signals. But again, you're following the, my, uh, Mr. Awesome, my husband, he likes to say, what is the definition of insanity? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So you are, it's so strong because this person has, shared this intense love or what you think is intense love, because maybe you don't know what real love looks like or a normal relationship. You could have been in a relationship, um, maybe as your parents grew, or excuse me, as you grew up in your parents' care, you saw a relationship and you're basing your future relationships on theirs. That generational cycle can happen. It is real. We can find other people that are very similar to our parents. And um, so that happens. You might be fearful that you'll never find anybody else. You might not be able to make it on your own. You could feel abandonment. You might have abandonment issues. Perhaps your father, your mother, mother left that relationship when you were a child and you're, you have these abandonment issues and that can happen. So this is unhealthy, this trauma bonding. It's harmful to your mental health, your overall well-being, your physical health as well. And there are seven stages of this trauma bonding. Well, first of all, they're going to love bomb the heck out of you. So they're going to give you some flattery. They're going to praise you. And that's going to make you feel extra special. They're also going to be critical. They might blame you, make you feel really bad about yourself, perhaps throw the blame on you that, oh, if you would have just did this, then that wouldn't have happened. They could also get you to the point where you don't trust anybody else or you only trust them. Also that you're only dependent on them. They might not allow you to have anything to do with the finances. Going back to making you feel like you're crazy and so on, if I, I was thinking it, I don't know if I actually said that. It's called gaslighting. It's where a person makes you feel like you're nuts, you're crazy, they, that you are um, imagining things and so on. Now, perhaps somebody is maybe avoiding the situation you want to... Um, please your partner, of course. And maybe they said, well, I'm going to go ahead and do counseling. And they kind of make excuses. They're not going to do it. So you just give in, you avoid any conflict because you want to keep the peace and you just do whatever you can to please that person. You could feel that you have a sense of loss. You don't know who you are. You have no idea. Okay. You're, you might be your children's mom or dad, but you don't know who you are. And it could be that you don't know who you are without abuse too, because sometimes we come become complacent at where we are and stepping out makes us very fearful. The person also could make us, and I know this is going to sound really strange, that you're addicted, that drama mama, drama dad, really and truly, you begin, begin to be almost addicted to the, the cortisol. There's things that happens in our body. I'm not a scientist or a doctor. I'm not going to get into that. But we can become emotionally addicted and attached, especially after the reinforcement that they're giving you, the love, the the 
physical touch and so on after the abuse. So these are some things, these are some different stages that we can and might see during trauma binding. And it's very hard to break these. It really and truly are. You might have issues going forward. Perhaps you have, you can't manage your time. You can't self-manage yourself. You might have, um, damaged relationships with other people. You might not be able to be as productive as you want to be. You're doing maybe inappropriate behaviors. Your decision-making is really fuzzy and you have difficulty planning. So those are some things that also can happen now. So what other kind of signs might you see? You could be, again, making excuses for that that abuser, you could be justifying it. Well, maybe if I had gotten my food on the table, perhaps if I had just listened and so on and so on, you might even cover for that person. What I mean by that is maybe you're making excuses to other people. You go to these family gatherings and that person is using negative behavior or poor behavior during a family gathering or during your coworkers barbecue. You know what I mean? You could just say, Oh, you know what? They're going through a tough time right now. Oh, he's had too much to drink or she's had too much to drink you might be covering for that person now also you might be isolated from your family especially people that are trying to help and you might even do this on your own again covering for that person you might even defend that abuser so when someone brings up the abuse or maybe they're trying to give you resources you come to the defense of that abuser and again this could lead to isolation where it's like well i can't hang out with them and there's also some shame with that too in addition to that so you can't leave the or you don't want to leave because you're stuck in this place where you're comfortable i know it sounds strange unless you've been in there you can feel comfortable in an abusive relationship, especially if you, again, going back to this is how your family is. Maybe you might have that kind of mindset. Well, this is all there is. That abuser or parent might be enforcing that, reinforcing that, excuse me, saying, well, you know what? You're too dumb. You don't know enough math. You don't know enough to be out in the world on your own. Um, you can't do it because you're a woman or you can't do it because you're too young, whatever that is for you, or you're just stupid, you're dumb, whatever that is for you. My ex, he said, I would never make it on my own. And if I did, it would be because I'm on my knees. Okay, so, and I can go into more, but they're just, it's so derogatory and insulting that, um, you know, I had a hard time leaving or even believing, well, maybe this is all in my mind. So you might think, well, is this really love? You know, is this is what a healthy relationship looks like? Well, let me tell you again, like I had mentioned on Sunday, a relationship, a healthy relationship, it is a feeling of safety. You feel that you can trust the person that you're with. They are supportive. They respect you. They respect your boundaries. They are willing to grow with you or to cheer you on. Now, trauma bonding with that abuser, that is all about control. That's what abuse is all about. It's all about control. That person is going to, it's almost like they've got a, you've got a target on you. They're going to make that you feel that you are so loved and just so cared about. And it sometimes it happens very, very quickly. So be careful, be careful. So what happens to your brain? Remember what I told you, you can get that craving and it seems so silly and so irrational, but also you might suffer from PTSD. You might be physically sick. 
all the time. Emotionally, you can be really, really crazy, uh, feeling high stressed. Where are you feeling that in your body? Is it in your shoulders? Are you constantly, are you constantly uh, feeling just your body feels stressed out and you know, maybe you're snapping at your children if you have kids or your pets or coworkers and so on and so on. These are things that might happen. You might have dissociation. And also with dissociation, it could be that you're feeling like you're a little lost. You are not in touch with reality. And I know this sounds really crazy, but it does happen. It really does. And that is a response that we have, our body has, to stress. So sometimes it, it was, it's almost like a floaty feeling or it, this isn't happening to me. It's somebody else. So this is something that does happen as well as feeling just like you can't do anymore. You have that brain fog. You, you feel so depleted from head to toe. You might even experience nightmares and flashbacks. So these are things that can happen even as a, like a Stockholm type of syndrome as well. Um, because I mentioned about sympathizing for your abuser, that is Stockholm syndrome. You might have this again with romantic relationships, but also just those relationships between friends and so on. So what else is, is this something that's healthy? These type of bonds do not come in healthy relationships. They're not there. So how can you break it? Again, it's really hard to do that, but acknowledging what's going on, it's baby steps, acknowledging, okay, this is real. It's not in my mind, not hoping or being wishful that this person is going to change. Sorry about that. I'm getting some messages that this person's going to change and not seeing them as when they met them initially, when you met that person. Okay. Right now, maybe you're in that, what they call that honeymoon stage where you are just, okay. It's happened so fast that you are, I'm sorry. I'm, I've got a lot of people messaging me. So just looking at what exactly that person is doing without those rose-colored glasses. And I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. So starting to also to practice some self-care, some self-love, and recognizing what does your self-talk sound like? How does it sound like when you look at that girl in the mirror, or guy in the mirror, what are you seeing? Are you seeing somebody that's positive? Do you see that person that those eyes that you're staring back at, are you seeing yourself with love? Are you seeing yourself with caring? Or can you not stand that person in the mirror? Really and truly, I want you to start listening to that, your self-talk uh, throughout your day. What is it you're saying? And is it your voice or is it somebody else's? Is it your abuser? Is it your mom's? Is it your dad's? Whose voice? Or, or maybe it's your children. You've got grown children and they're being like this. Who are you hearing inside your head? And when you discover who that person is, especially if it's someone else, I want you to do me a trick. And I've done this before. You might have heard in a past episode. Speed up that voice like it's a chipmunk. If you know Alvin and the chipmunks or you know Mickey Mouse, something that's high pitched and squeaky. I want you to envision that voice in. I want you to start training yourself in that negative Okay, because it might make you laugh. It might make you giggle after a while to think of this voice and picture them in your head squeaking like a little mouse. And it does work. It's going to take time. But recognizing just that small step of recognizing, hey, that's not my voice. That's somebody else. So these bonds can negatively impact not only your self-esteem and make you feel like crap. 
it could also make it so that these are the type of of other relationships that we're going to maybe seek out unintentionally. We are going to seek those other relationships out, but taking care of yourself in just baby steps is a great way to start rebuilding your life and getting yourself happiness, getting healthy again, and also being safe. But I do want you to consider maybe seeking out some professional help. Again, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a therapist. I'm somebody that's been there. Now, will you have like a withdrawal for all this? Yes. It's just like wanting sugar. You might be, or or carbs, you are going to feel a craving. You might even start looking for other relationships. Perhaps your neighbor is getting in a fight with her partner. And so all of a sudden that you're involved Maybe it's the TV shows you're watching. Are you watching something with high drama? So giving yourself like a little break from that drama, recognizing, okay, it feels like I'm just entirely filled with drama. That's other people's really. And truly that is one sign. Are you constantly in that drama, drama cycle? If you want to call it that with other people's dramas, not only your own, but other people, people that are strangers and so on and so on. So you will have that craving cutting yourself off when maybe that neighbor is talking about a fight that they just had with their their partner. Just say, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. And I got to go check on the laundry. Whatever it is, hey, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Things like that. Ooh, I just got an interesting text. I'm going to have to look at that. That said, that's Matthew. Now, if you've been following me for a little while, my eldest son, who is now we're estranged, said this is Matthew. I'm going to have to check that back. So you might experience, again, those nightmares, the flashbacks. You might have anxiety, PTSD kind of symptoms from detoxing from this person. But again, you're releasing that weight, the negativity. You're able to then find and build support, getting in that self-care, learning what a new healthy relationship looks like, being gentle with yourself, and focusing on the now, not looking back, not saying that you can't look back because you do need to heal and sometimes you need to face those demons from the, the past, but you're doing it in, an, in a way that's loving, okay, in a gentle way with yourself. So now, try not to isolate yourself too much. You might just want to be in a cocoon and just kind of tune out the world. Again, you might be binging those drama shows. You could be listening to the breakup songs. Please don't Don't isolate yourself. Don't become so withdrawn that you are like, well, no one's going to care. No one's going to matter or no one has time for me. Please don't think that way. There is probably, there probably are people out there that would love to hang out with you. So find someone that you trust and connect with them really and truly. Now, if you have to continue on a relationship with that person, that's an abuser, make a safety plan, work on strategies that you can use, whether it's to, um, to ignore the, the, not ignore the behaviors, but create some boundaries to maybe do the, uh, I just lost my train of thought, but to do something where you are not stonewalling. Oh, I'm sorry. There is something to do it. Um, I can't, I'm sorry that Matthew message just threw me off, but, um, there is a way to kind of ignore them. Gray rock. That's it. You're going to gray rock them, but look up different things that you can do in order to deal with that toxic person. And also again, therapy can help. I'm not one to know where there's a 
a good therapist, that's something you're going to have to look into. But um, yeah, I, I hope this works for you. I hope you found some, some gems in here. If you have any other questions, don't hesitate to message me. Again, Melinda Kunst. I'm on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. I think it's Bless Me Please, P-L-E-A-S-E. Oh, 09 on YouTube and on Instagram. Have a great day. Bye-bye. God bless us. Stay safe.